How does one physician's personal experience with the medical system become a company on the front lines of transparency? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change that you want to see. Here's your host and Chief Transformation Strategist, David Saltzman. This episode is sponsored by Care One Advocates. Navigating healthcare is complex. Care One Advocates provides personalized healthcare support to employers and their employees in an on-demand, 24-7, 365 environment. To learn more about how Care One creates white-labeled broker solutions that help you build your brand, go to our website at shiftshapersonline.com. We're pleased to welcome Dr. Jeff Rice, CEO of Healthcare Blue Book, to the Shift Shapers podcast this morning. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Now, for those of you who don't know, for our listeners who may not know, Healthcare Blue Book's been around for a while, and they're doing some really, really interesting things in the information and transparency space. Jeff, I'd like to dial back and kind of go back to the beginning. Give our listeners a little bit of information about your background, if you will. Sure, David. So I'm a physician and an attorney by training. I spent over a decade at Duke University there training, as well as as the director of managed care for Duke, and then ultimately helped Duke found a health plan, which was a joint venture with New York Life. So I was a CEO and president of a large health plan in the Carolinas and ultimately Texas. So background really covers uh, clinical medicine as well as uh, health plan operations. But a common theme throughout that has always been trying to help patients navigate the system at the population level and really helping patients make better use of the healthcare system to get higher quality care and try to get cost-effective care. But your background really gave you kind of a unique position, if you will, a unique place to understand what was working well in the system and what wasn't working well. Now, I know that Healthcare Blue Book was something that you had in mind for a long time before you actually went live. Talk about that early process and kind of what that shift was that you saw happening. Uh, sure. So, once again, from my background as a physician and also as a health plan executive, you know, I saw every day the fact that patients were being referred around the healthcare system without a lot of concern for the ultimate cost and efficiency of that care. And quite frankly, a lot of care is ordered where the, the folks ordering the care might not even know what the um, costs are, the cost benefits are for different alternatives, different places of service. It, you know, uh, early in my career, someone asked what the most expensive technology in healthcare was. And uh, the audience looked and he held up a pen. And he said, this is it. You know, whatever the doctor writes for, that's what's going to happen. And it drives up enormous costs sometimes. So in particular, what I saw was patients being referred for simple procedures and services and being charged four, five, six, ten times more than they could have received the exact same service at another location. And uh, I experienced that myself when I went for my annual cholesterol test one year in my doctor changed facilities and I got a bill for a simple annual cholesterol test for $300 discounted to, to um, $200 with my network discount. However, this test should have been about $20. And I thought, you know, I'm a physician, I'm a health plan executive, and I just got completely ripped off. I paid $200 for a $20 test. And I thought, if patients knew what I knew, if I could let patients know what I know, 
they could do so much better navigating the system. So that was really for me uh, where my personal shift happened I said, I've got to do something about this. It's just not right that patients are being charged five and ten times too much for simple services. I need to do something about it. And so that's really how I got into the vein and um, process of establishing the Healthcare Blue Book, which is designed to help patients know how much things should cost and help them find affordable health care. Let's talk a little bit about Healthcare Blue Book and, and how it works. Can you give us a 10,000-foot overview of what Healthcare Blue Book does, and then we'll do a little bit deeper dive into some of the technologies and other components? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing in working with patients for a couple decades now, patients are not healthcare experts by and large, and, and they don't understand all the complexity, and they shouldn't have to. You know, In some senses, healthcare is no different than many other things that patients buy. And if they're given the right information, it's easy for them to make decisions. Unfortunately, you know, they don't have the information. So Healthcare Blue Book, uh, what we try to do is just provide a practical tool that's simple to use that allows patients to connect with providers. And we want to make that, you know, a fair and simple proposition. So you can go on to Healthcare Blue Book and we have a free public website. And then we have a, a commercial or business website, if you will, that employers and health plans use that has a little more information. But you know, just even on the free public website, patients can go on and look up the fair price for most services. And with that information, when they call to schedule, they can ask about the price and find out, you know, is the price I'm going to be charged with my insurance, with my discount, or if I'm paying cash with a cash discount or cash quoted price, is it rational? Is it fair? <laughs> you know, if I need an MRI and I look up on the blue book, the MRI should be $550. And I called a schedule, and they say it's going to be three or four thousand. I know that you know they're way off base on their pricing, and I might want to work with my doctor to call and find uh, to find another facility and, and call them and check their price. So it's really just a simple tool to let patients know how much should this care cost, and then when they're scheduling, they can make sure that they're not being charged an exorbitant price for their care. It's really interesting to me. Your model is a little different than a lot of the other folks that we've spoken to, where you have kind of two components. You just mentioned the free public website, but there's also a paid site. Who's that marketed to? And then let's talk a little bit about kind of the difference in the depth of information that's available between those accessing it via the public and those accessing it via a paid account, if you will. Sure. We, we primarily offer the Healthcare Blue Book Insight version. That's our business version to self-funded employers and insurance companies or other third-party administrators or payers. Uh, we work a lot with brokers and consultants to introduce this service to the employer groups. And that service is purchased by the employer or the health plan to support their employees or members to find cost-effective care. But it goes a lot deeper than the free public website because once we're working with a, um employer or health plan, we know the benefits, we know the network, and we can provide very specific information for the patient. So we can, for example, go back to that MRI example. If you need an EMRI and you put in, you know, when you log in, it knows where you live. So it would tell you for your zip code, the price range in your network might be $450 up to $4,000 for the MRI with a fair price of $550. And then right below that, you know, price education, we have all the in-network providers listed and we rank them based on their price. And we also can pull in quality and other factors. So really, it's a value ranking for those providers. You know, you could even, for some providers, click to schedule. So it makes it really, really simple. You can do it online. You can do it on a mobile app. You can call Healthcare Blue Book. It makes it really easy for a patient that needs care to say, okay, I need a knee MRI. 
oh my goodness, the price range is from four hundred to over four thousand dollars. I can get this at a blue book fair price of five fifty or less, and here's all the facilities where I can get this for a good value. Call them to schedule, click a button to schedule an appointment online, and and importantly, it's all done on a mobile app as well. So when you're in the doctor's office, you can actually work with your doctor to identify the cost-effective facilities and make sure they refer you to the to the best place. And now a word from our sponsor, Care One Advocates. A recent survey revealed that brokers spend just 38% of their time selling. How much more productive could you be if you had a partner who was always available when clients called your office asking questions about their plan? And what if that partner provided a more in-depth level of service? How is that possible? Care One's Broker Advantage is a coordinated resource for your healthcare clients and their employees. When they have a question, anything, from what is a deductible and how does it work or finding the right doctor, to complex pharmacy and medical issues, scheduling appointments, and even help with record transfers, Care One answers the call with your agency name and provides all the information with down-home, friendly service. Care One Advocates is committed to helping you to build your brand while increasing the value you bring to your clients. Care One does the work, and you get the credit. To learn more about Care One's range of services and how you can generate a better customer experience, improved outcomes, and spend more time selling, go to our website, shiftshapersonline.com. You've mentioned the mobile app a little bit. What else are you guys doing in the area of technology that's maybe new and innovative that we're not seeing in the marketplace yet? You know, it's a very rapidly evolving market. The first challenge, obviously, is uh, getting all the data to run this. And we have hundreds of millions of claims coming through our system so that we know nationally where all the providers are on their value continuum. So that's the foundation is, you know, where all these providers what does their value proposition look like? How can we help patients understand that? Uh, then we use technology to communicate that to them in a practical, simple manner. And so we've done a lot with behavioral science and behavioral economics to boil this down to the to make it um, as simple as possible for the members. And I, I think that's really important because people get enamored with technology and, you know, how many different options can we give to click on different buttons? And, you know, they didn't end up designing a cockpit that looks like a fighter jet. (laughs) And the average patient, once again, is overwhelmed. So we've taken all of that out of the technology and made it really simple to use. So simply putting in your zip code, which can be auto-populated and the service you need, then it, it can spoon feed you the information without a lot of industry insider knowledge or a lot of uh, extra decisions. The other things on the technology front is obviously we talked about mobile and providing a diverse set of mobile platforms so that, you know, regardless of what smartphone a member has, if they're in their doctor's office, they can very quickly and easily use that tool to work with their doctor. We do a lot with messaging and alerts to let members know if maybe something historically they've been purchasing, they could get a better value if they changed their uh, where they were getting their care. And we even have predictive technology that lets us reach out to patients before they might have a procedure and uh, let them know what their options are for that procedure so that they know what they're, what they're heading into. And then finally, and I mentioned a moment ago, but we are working more and more to work closely with providers directly to offer things like online appointment scheduling so that members, we can just take a step out of it, make it that much easier for members to get connected to high value providers. Well, you know, you're, you're absolutely right about that. It used to be that just having, and not so long ago, that just having the technology was kind of gee whiz and people would wade in. 
But we're now kind of, I think, and I suspect you'd agree from what you told me, we're heading into kind of a, a Web 2.0 kind of a world where user experience is the new differentiator. It's not just enough to have cool tools anymore. It's got to be easy for users to approach and navigate. Yeah, we, we really believe you have to take the complex city out for, for most users. You know, there's a very, very small percentage, probably less than 5%, that really wants to get in and uh, play with a lot of buttons and click a lot of things and spend a lot of time figuring stuff out. But for the other 95%, we've observed, we see, you know, if, if they can get what they need in 15 to 30 seconds and make a clear decision and, and not be confused, you know, that that's going to be a home run for them and ultimately for, you know, the employers and health plans that are paying most of the cost. Now, and we've talked an awful lot about being benefit advisor friendly and also about being employer friendly, but I think maybe it's your background as a physician. I know that one of the things that you always focus on, and we talked about off air, was always bearing in mind that the real person that you're serving here is the patient or the end user. Yeah, and, and it really came home for me a few years ago when my own son needed surgery. And so I, as a physician, all of a sudden I'm sitting on the patient side of the table. And my son needed a, a one-hour outpatient surgery on his foot. So it was not life-threatening. It wasn't, you know, that big of a deal. But it's our son. Obviously, we love and care about him. He loves to play sports. We wanted to make sure he had a good outcome. So we found a really good surgeon. And then I started the scheduling process. And I called the first facility to check their price. And of course, the first answer, which won't surprise many of uh, your audience, is they didn't know. They had a twist on it. They said, we don't know. Why are you asking? And uh, so I convinced them to let me know the price. And they said, well, the um, the bill charges amount, the sticker price, if you will, was $37,000. But with my network, it was going to be $15,000 to $25,000 for a one-hour outpatient surgery on the foot. So I thought, that's outrageous. So I called the surgeon back. And I asked him, you know, is there another place you can operate? I said, sure, there, absolutely. There's another facility. It's just as good, and it's even more convenient. Uh, I think it'll probably be a better option. I said, great. So I called that facility, and their price wasn't fifteen to twenty five thousand. It was fifteen hundred dollars. And so, if you just think about that, you know, I had to know to ask, and I had to take the time to ask. And so, what we're really thinking about from the patient is they don't know this. They don't know they need to ask. They don't know how to do this. So, healthcare blue book's job is to make sure. Every patient can get the same experience I get from my own family. And so we try to boil all that down and, and keep the patient at the center of it and make it about the patient. So, you know, yes, we want to support employers and health plans with better financial and quality outcomes. But at the end of the day, the only way that happens is if patients navigate the system in a better fashion. And so we have to put both the questions and the answers into the patient's hands with the technology. And so that's really what we are is because – at the end of the day, most patients don't even know that there's a 500% or more price variation on most of the care that they receive. So we have to first give them the question and then give them the right answer uh, so that they can navigate. Well, you know, writ large, beyond Healthcare Blue Book, I, a couple of questions maybe more on the, at the satellite level. How do we, long term, beyond Healthcare Blue Book, how do we get patients to, to understand that not only should they ask, but they have a right to ask and it's in their own self-interest to ask? How do we change that behavior? Because it's been so ingrained in most patients that it's kind of, you know, we don't ask about price because we're not paying for it. We have this entire third-party payer system. But also it's kind of, yes, doctor, whatever you say, doctor. That's a great point, David. I think it's more the former than the latter, particularly with uh, younger generations and to get to a place where patients do navigate the system. And ultimately, you know, they would purchase care, even if they aren't paying it, they would purchase care as if they were paying it with their own money. 
and we may need to make that apparent to them. So, you know, I think you described it well. Most patients don't ask, and it's because they don't have to ask because benefit structures historically, you know, had very, very low patient out-of-pocket expenses. That's uh, rapidly changing with the adoption of consumer-directed and, and higher-deductible health plans. Obviously, health reform has accelerated both uh, the adoption of high-deductible plans, uh, certainly with the patients that are buying their own insurance policies, but even in the private sector as well. So I think the more we have benefit design changes that encourages patients to uh, be good consumers, you know, that'll be the catalyst. There is some residual effect of, you know, I just do, you know, if my doctor says I need to do it, then I guess I need to do it, and they don't ask. But from my perspective, we don't ask patients to change doctors or to really challenge their doctor. We ask patients to work with their doctor to get cost-effective care, and that's why we put the tools in their hand, and they can, you know, easily show it to the doctor to take any real time. Because what I've found working with on-site clinics and primary care medical homes and other primary care physicians, many times they don't even know how much the price differences are between the facilities where they refer patients. They have a general sense of, they have no idea that, you know, depending on which side of the street they order an MRI, there could be a three or $4,000 price difference. So sometimes they're shocked <laughs> and many times they're grateful to have that information because they want their patients to get cost-effective care. You know, as a physician, the worst thing I can do is uh, prescribe something for a patient they can't afford and then they end up getting no care. So if we can help patients get affordable care, we know they're going to actually follow through with the treatment that was recommended. One of the trends, Jeff, that, that we've seen in some of the folks that we've interviewed where services were traditionally offered via the employer chassis is either a move to or a contemplation of a move to offering things to offering their services to individuals. Because there are an awful lot of folks who, beyond the higher ACA deductibles or the HSA plans or whatever, there are there is a whole swath of people who are self-payers. Is that something that you guys have thought about? Yes, we uh, we definitely have a large segment of users of our service that are self-pay patients. And we work with a lot of providers that want to cater to the self-pay patients. It's a little bit hard because so many patients have either government coverage or private coverage that, you know, historically, and, and the ones that didn't typically didn't have money. But more and more, you know, if you have a $5,000 deductible, there's a very, very high probability you will not go through your deductible in any given year. So you're basically a self-pay patient for the whole year. And so, you know, a lot of innovative providers are saying, you know, I don't have to submit claim forms and wait 90 or 180 days to get paid and go through a rigmarole process. I can just charge a fair price up front. Patient can pay with their HSA debit card. And we're both happy. Uh, the patient will save money, and it's better for the practice as well. In the minute or two that we have left, Jeff, a broader question. Because your viewpoint is so unique as a physician and somebody who's run a managed care plan and done a whole lot of other things, where do you see us going over the course of, let's say, the next two to five years? Where do you see the industry moving? Well, I think um, we are certainly on a pathway to get to improve transparency so that both patients and physicians have more clarity about what things cost, what the pros and cons are of various services, what the various quality aspects are relative to the price that's being charged. So we're taking initial steps today, and I see that to continue to evolve. Some of the challenges will be access to data and information. And, you know, right now, this is all dependent upon data that is primarily derived from insurance companies and provider organizations. 
most of those organizations are doing a good job making good strides towards improving transparency. As we see legislatures stepping in and trying to promote transparency, there's uh, the risk and of the unintended consequence that they actually put in barriers and obstacles and bureaucracy that will actually impede transparency. The market today is moving at a very, very fast pace. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm concerned that some of the good intentioned legislators may actually slow down the progress that we're making in the private sector today. Yeah, I think those are all things that we have to look out for. Jeff Rice, CEO of Healthcare Blue Book, thank you so much for being with us today and for sharing your insights and helping us learn a little bit more about how Healthcare Blue Book is helping to bring transparency to everyone. Uh, thank you, David. I really enjoyed uh, visiting with you and being on the program. I appreciate it. For more information about this episode or about any of our earlier episodes and to learn how to subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode, go to our website, shiftshapersonline.com. While you're on the site, leave a comment and register to be part of the Shapers community. You'll be the first to learn about upcoming specials like exclusive webinars and content you can use to take your business to the next level. Again, thanks for joining us for today's episode. And remember, you have the power to shape the shifts in your business.